Gary Bryan. This is Gary, isn't it? What's your name? Gary Bryan. State your name for the record. Gary Bryan. What were they thinking? All right, here we are, and uh, it was uh, it was an interesting tattoos day. In fact, we have one more caller. You want to take him here in a podcast? Sure. All right, let's talk to Virginia in Linwood. Hi, Virginia. Love you too. Love you too. Never have a morning without you and your buddy there, Lisa. (laughs) So, so tell us about your tattoo, hon. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm not too proud about this. I am 61 years old now, early Mm 60s. When I was in my early 20s, is when I got my first tattoo. I was very intoxicated, and I was with a boyfriend named Butch. And his cousin tattooed Butch's name on my thigh with a homemade rig. It was awful. Oh, my God. She I, she made her own rig from scratch? With the needle and the thread and the Indian ink. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. Oh. It was bad. It was bad. You know, back then in the 70s, you know, it was kind of crazy days. But <laughs> I wore that embarrassingly, wore it on my thigh for many, many years. And I finally, in my 50s, went to Hollywood after a show at the Pantages across yes. the street, tattoo shop, and had a beautiful purple rose put over it. Oh, <laughs> So take so that, now, Butch. <laughs> took off Butch. And yeah. my husband is very proud of me for doing that. I'm very happy because his name is not Butch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Butch, but, is, Butch is such I, an old-fashioned name. Nobody would name their son Butch anymore. Well, his real name was Frank, so oh. Butch was his nickname. I so. got you. But, yeah, and so I am a tattooed grandmother. I now have three grandkids, and I have their names tattooed on my ankle oh. with hearts. So, so I am it, a very proud tattooed grandma. Is it true that tattoos are addictive? You know, I think they are, because um, I do want to get more. Hmm. I want to yeah. I want to continue with my grandkids' names in the hearts. I want to contri- continue something onto my foot. Onto your foot? But I don't. Yeah, you know, like maybe uh, uh, something growing vines, ivies. I don't know. Why you don't like- you put a club and then you could say you have a club foot? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Oh I'm no, gonna she's gonna do something. it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you. I have a cousin. And she had a camel put on her toe. Oh, so and she goes, look, I have a camel toe. Oh, oh my God. I thought you were going to say it was Isn't that when she did. <laughs> That's more disgusting than butch on your side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love it. You And by the way, you are now on our podcast, and you can find it. It's called What Were They Thinking, and it's on radio.com. So you're going to be, millions of people are going to hear you today. I love it. I love it. And I love you guys. And I'm going to try to do Cares 101. Cares 101. Cares 101. Good luck. I'm going to try. Good luck. I'm going to try. Okay. So hopefully we'll speak again. Okay, honey. See ya. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Wow. <sighs> okay, crazy. Good, good thing yeah. she was able to get it covered up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pretty much cover any tattoo, can't you? Yeah, some Can just you? look worse than others. Names, I think, are probably the easiest because they're just lines. But if you got other stuff or if it's really thick Like lines, colors in it and stuff? Colors and the thickness of it, that gets hard to put something over that's actually going to cover it that you mm. can't see through. Mm. Okay, so we were just... Were we talking about it on the podcast? Were we talking about the White House? Okay, so John Adams was the first president to live there. 
They started making it in 1792, yep. which was so George Washington. <coughs> George Washington oversaw it. Right. So British troops burned it down in 1814 in the War of 1812, and uh, then they rebuilt it. But it's been the same White House. So when was Lincoln uh, inaugurated? When I don't know. When was the Civil War? Uh, me? You're asking dates? Eighteen sixty. 1860 to 1865. 1865. Okay. So I, I think Lincoln probably inaugurated. Well, he was still. Let's see. He was going to run for re-election. So I think probably 1861, 1862. He was. Uh, so it was a long time after the White House was built. In other words, I can't. I I can't believe that the White House was built in 1700s. Why? I don't know. It just seems like it's so much newer. Well, it's been, you know, refurbished a lot. But, it's you know, I think I hear if you go in there, it's like it's really obviously old because a lot of the rooms I've are I've been small. in there. Have you? I have. Did it look old to you? Totally. Yeah. But it, old to me was 70s, not yeah. 1700s. Well, you're, you're from the West Coast. <laughs> you got to go back there to find buildings that are that old Jeez. in America, you know. I had a house in uh, Pennsylvania. Part of it was built in 1760. Wow. It was like the room with a fireplace. And they say that George Washington was in that house. Now, you know, who knows? Because probably everybody back there says that. But then it was added on to in 1814, and then, then again in the 1930s, and then they put a kitchen wing on in 1994, wow. Which, wow. which was so huge it had its own fireplace, had the huge hood over the – and a Viking, all Viking stuff. And wow. we had we went out to Amish country – and had a long dining room table made in a colonial style and all these colonial chairs, which we still have. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it's pretty cool, you know, those areas yeah. back there. Yeah. They don't have that in Florida, do they? Uh, I think the oldest that I've seen or visited is St. Augustine, and I can't tell you what year that city is from, but it has, like, some sort of, like, forts and things that were battles were fought there. Mm. Um because really? Of, yeah. Still, how cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's Yeah, it's called St. Augustine. My mom took me when I was in middle school. That's where, where did Ponce de Leon go to find the Fountain of Youth? I think, actually, that might be St. Saint Augustine. That's I wish it might be Brentwood. That's Dr. de Leon. Oh, it's, so, um, uh, it was founded in 1565 by, um, by Spanish explorers. It's the oldest continuously inhabited European established settlement within the borders of the continental United States. Huh. That's probably where, it, uh, where they Augustine, went. St. Augustine, yeah. And what was he the saint of? St. Uh, Augustine? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Um, what do you think? I don't know. City of... Do, 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 do. I'm not sure. By the way, you know what? The White House is in... uh see. St. Augustine. The White House is in the District of Columbia. I'm only saying this for the benefit of those who might be listening. But uh, and it and why is it the District of Columbia? Because it's not a state, and they didn't want it in any state, so no state could say that it had the federal capital. Right, right. So right. They, it had its own its place. own thing. That was smart. Yeah. Whoever came up with that idea. Well, the founders were pretty smart. And. Unlike what some people think, these guys were pretty uh, on it. Yeah, that's time. pretty smart. Um, who is St. Augustine? It just says that the explorer named it that. Uh, they just gave it the name St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. But he, St. Augustine was a real saint. 
St. Augustine, also called St. Augustine of Hippo, original Latin name Aurelius Augustinus. Uh, see. But it's tied into something, I remember, it, it as a be, kid. As a saint, yeah. yeah he's, he's a bishop t- and theologian. Um, writings influence the church. Some of his quotes. The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only one page. Oh, good quote. I uh, love that. That's a good quote there, Augustine. I yeah. know. I was like, oh, I need to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you dummy. No. Okay. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> what do we think of fat shaming? That's the other question. Oh, so Bill Maher says it's good. All right. So I have to say I agree with both Bill Maher and, both, and James Corden. I'll tell you why. Bill Maher made a great point. Do you have the clip by any chance over there? I do. You want to hear it? Yes. All right. Fat shaming doesn't need to end. It needs to make a comeback. (laughs) Some amount of shame is good. We shame people out of smoking and into wearing seatbelts. We shame them out of littering. I agree. And most of them out of racism. Shame is the first step in reform. It's what goads people into saying, maybe I can do better. As opposed to, I'm always perfect the way I am. How dare you? Okay, I agree with almost everything he said in there. It is true that to shame someone into things that are not good for them is a good idea. And he just worded it wrong because fat shaming has such a a, a stigma around the whole... I, I think he's trying to get across that it's not shaming. It's like being more conscious of it. Like, don't make You're it trying so... trying to help someone. Well, he don't wants to help. The norm. It's for the health for him. He's not right, thinking about right, fat, looks, skinny. Right, That's right, not right. why he said that. But James Corden took it that way. Do well, we have James Corden? Yeah, yes, because he he's a heavy person. Yeah. No, he's fat. Well, he is. Yeah. We know that being overweight isn't good for us. And I've struggled my entire life trying to manage my weight and I suck at it. It's proven that fat shaming only does one thing. It makes people feel ashamed. And shame leads to depression, anxiety and self-destructive behavior. Self-destructive behavior like overeating. While you're encouraging people to think about what goes into their mouths, just think a little harder about what comes out of yours. And he's right, too. Shaming could sometimes do exactly what he said. So do you I, have to pick the person that you're going to shame? Well, no, I think that what I think that Bill shouldn't have probably used the word fat shame. He probably yeah. should have just said, let's shame people into getting healthy, not being overweight, using that kind of verbiage, because fat shaming is just, you it's got such a stigma. it a little bit? I, yeah. Well, also, I think it sounds like you're bullying, you know, and it bullying does. doesn't matter how you do it or what it's about. It's mm-hmm. bad. You know, versus like we should get people to not be ha- not not that you can't be happy, but like always be working to like a better you. But they're both if that's- they're both right. Well, you know yeah, what it is. You know what it is. Right. Like yeah. when you're heavy like that, it's like it's almost like an addiction. So it's in other words, you can shame somebody who's doing something self-destructive, like drugs or whatever. You can, sh- but that doesn't make them stop. They have to want to stop. Well, and most of those people kind of do want to stop, and they don't know how. It's that's why that's called an addiction. I, but when somebody slaps yeah. you in the but, face, but here's the thing: they don't stop until they get motivated to stop. And usually, right. what motivates them to stop is not external; it's internal. But, they hit a personal bottom. They can't just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And then they and then they get help. And I, you know, I have people in my family who are heavy, and they finally went. You know, I gotta, I gotta do something, or this is gonna, I'm gonna die. So they started going and and losing some weight. You know, 
But it's, it came out of them. Nothing I could say that would right. make them do it. No, you're never going to be able to tell somebody any of that. But I think deep down, a person who's overweight does not enjoy it. I don't care what they say. It is no, hard to sleep. Like it. It's hard to walk. There's so many health benefits to being on a thinner side than on a heavier side. And I think Bill Maher was... Sadly, his point came across as Crystal said, bullying. But I don't think that's well, why he said that. Why do you think? Why do you think he did say it? I think he was tired of people being unhealthy. I think it had something to do with. He's insurance. tired of people overreacting yes. to criticism. Yes, I think that's what he's tired of. And which I, which I can kind of agree with. But at the same time, you got. I mean, it's like you got to pick your moment and you got to pick your person. You got to know who you're talking to, and, and we got to choose what, your battle and what time it is. You know, for them. I mean, it's like it could be a time when they can't hear that. But James Corden took that very personal. But so did uh, what's her name on The View? What's her Megan McCain? Megan McCain. She says, "Thank you for the fat shaming. I wouldn't have a career without it." That's right. I just want to say, if I weren't fat shamed, I wouldn't have a career. Uh, Laura Ingram said that I was too plus size to be on TV. Shout out, Laura! I'm on The View, and you're not. <laughs> uh, and it literally sparked so much outrage because people don't like it when you're talking about women's uh, weight. I'm. Uh, yeah, people don't like it. I almost brought it up on the air, and I said, I'm not going to bring it up because it's too negative. There's no winning with that conversation. You know. The one thing I want to add is just that I, I really strongly believe in positive reinforcement, and this has been like shown in studies lately that like that's how you should be raising kids with positive reinforcement versus le- like punishing them so harshly when they do something bad. This is the same thing throughout yeah. your whole life. It's way better to encourage someone as they're slowly making progress than to like shame them and make them feel bad because then exactly if they are you know not in a good place mentally, like that's not going to help them be better. That's what? not going make them want what to get fat, up and do what is fat shaming do they say you're fat and disgusting is that no, fat well, shaming? no you say look you know you you need to lose some weight that's what you say you know, that's you're, you're too i mean any anything like that is like hey are you going to eat that you're eating too much that kind of thing it's uh-huh. like but that's almost like um i think that's nice compared to what i imagine is fat shaming now what that's what do you what think I'm it thinking. is i think it's more of a bullying kind of like what uh, would you, like, well, like someone you know, say fat yeah, like wow, fat ass. What are you doing? Yeah. Like wow, so I can't believe you're eating more. I can't yeah. believe you know, like really mean. You're gonna put that in your mouth, you fat yeah, ass. Yeah, that's what that's, I think fat I shaming imagine. is. Well, that's what and I would, would never do that. And I don't think that that's what Bill Maher meant when he used those words, fat shaming. Yeah, I really don't. Well, and if you would have played Bill the Mar's... rest of Meghan McCain, she said she kind of agreed with him on yeah. that. No, that's what she says. Yes, she agrees with him. Yeah. So, but again, you got to pick your person and pick your time. And you know, I mean, how sensitive I am. Not not much. But the other thing is, when you're raising a kid, there's something about being proactive. In other words, get ahead of the problem mm-hmm. before it becomes a big problem. Because once it gets its hooks into you, there are a lot of people who are heavy who just are proud of being, I mean, they've convinced themselves. It's their right. They're part of a group of heavy people. I'll, this, I'll give you the perfect example. Yes. Uh, uh, of course, if I could remember her name, the chick from... Uh, uh, Chrissy Metz. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That is the perfect... I did a whole podcast with her where she really took umbrage with anyone taking umbrage with her weight. Mm-hmm. She likes it. Yeah. She's not losing any weight. Feeling good. Feeling good about myself. This is who I am. Until she drops dead of a high blood pressure or a heart attack. I mean, the one thing that Belmar is right about, there's a lot of things that all of us do that we're pretty proud about now because there's nobody is ever supposed to feel bad about anything. And, and so, 
you know, I yeah. think that here's the uh, thing: yeah. psychologists will, <coughs> excuse me, psychologists will say this. You cough too much <laughs> when you tell your children that they're bad. Don't say you're bad. Say the behavior is bad. Mm-hmm. That is the difference they hear in their brain. So they don't hear I'm a bad kid. They right. hear what I just did was bad. Right. Big right. difference. Right. Yep. Are you okay over there? Nope. Can we end this thing, please? <laughs> All, right. All right. Worst Traffic Wednesday is coming up tomorrow. The worst thing you're seeing in traffic right now, Lisa has to go. <laughs>